Hey, Seattle hockey fans, it is a Seattle Kraken game day. And we have a big test ahead of us. Maybe the biggest we've seen all preseason. Let's talk about the roster and maybe some roster moves that we should make, including one Alexander True. All that and more coming up on this game day episode of Locked on Kraken. You are locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, Seattle Kraken fans, welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. You know me, I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. If this is our first time engaging, well, danke. Thank you for tuning in and welcome in. Welcome to Locked on Kraken. As I mentioned in our open, it is a Seattle Kraken game day. We're on the road against the Vancouver Canucks. If you've listened over to Mike Benton and the crew over at uh, the Seattle Kraken uh, Audio Network, then you know we have never won a game. We have never won a game on uh, Vancouver's ice, so we've got some work to do. Uh, Mike Benton, if, if you're not familiar, uh, works with, again, the, the Kraken. Um, it's a... The Kraken Audio Network over at KJR, and they do Kraken this morning. So was able to head over to the ice for practice. Just a little quick tune-up as the team hits the road. Um, and so I'm not going to play the audio here. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for you to listen. But just a few notes, as I mentioned, uh, the Seattle Kraken have never won against Vancouver at Vancouver. So trying to make a little history. I know. Yes, I know. Even though I was a little dramatic in my cold open yesterday, I know it's the preseason. I get it. But these are important repetitions for a team like the Seattle Kraken. All that being said, um, let me I'm gonna take these off. Let me take you over to the roster that we will be seeing today. So I've been focusing mostly on the Seattle Kraken roster. If you've been watching on YouTube, but, um, I'm going to walk through or read through some names for both teams, because like I said, this is going to be a test. This is going to be a test for the Seattle Kraken. So we have for the Seattle Kraken, it's going to be Martin Jones and Joey Decord again as our goaltenders. Now, we had some players, some of our young players, go back to juniors. We talked about that on yesterday's episode of Locked on Kraken. So check up over here somewhere for that link and also in the show notes. Um, and if you're not already, let me get this out of the way. If you're not already subscribed, make sure you subscribe to Locked on Kraken and hit the bell that will give you notifications when we upload a video. You probably got an up, uh, uh, notification earlier today because uh, we uploaded an Alexander True video. We're going to talk about Alexander True a little bit later in the show. All right, back to the um, roster. So we have 
for defense, Will Borgen, Kale Flurry, Gustav Olofsson, Michael Kempney, Riker Evans, Petro Sepala, Sepala, and Mike Tennyson. Those are your D uh, pairs or D core, I should say. That leaves Ryan Donato, Alexander True, who we'll hear from, uh, Polcharowski, uh, Hayden, Coleman, Boganski, um, Shane Wright, Ty Cart. Uh, we've got Hughes, Geeky, Donskoy, Lind, and Petman. So that's who we're rocking with, a young roster. That being compared to, um, here we have um, Giuseppe for the Canucks. They've got JT Miller in their lineup. Um, oh, they have Philip D. Giuseppe listed twice, so that's how we know we're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh, Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson, um, and, I mean, it goes on and on. I also posted this on Twitter. For those who follow the show on Twitter, you should definitely do that. Um, so, you know, we are going up an NHL, uh, going up against an NHL roster. Let me adjust my seat here. We're going up against an NHL roster here, folks. And, um, you know, these young guys are going to have to show that they've got what it takes. And that's going to be critical. Another thing that I want to point you to, and this comes again from the, um, from the the Kraken Audio Network, Mike Benton doing great work. Got to meet Mike last year at the around this time at training camp. But the lines have switched up; they've swapped a little bit here. So I'm taking you over to this article. Let me make this a little bit bigger for those watching on YouTube. So some of the lines that we see is McCann, Beniers, Burakovsky, Tanev, Hughes, Donskoy. Uh, true with Pogansky and Carte, 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 I think I'm, I'm saying that wrong. Uh, McCormick, Petman, and Froden, Dunn, Larson, Evans, uh, or excuse me, Dunn, Larson, Flurry, Evans, Sapala, Rafferty, Schultz, Tennyson. Now we can already tell that these lines are not going to be what we roll out because these are not all of the players that are listed on the active roster for today's game. But the the lines are getting swapped and switched here. Uh, Schwartz, Eberle, uh, with Wright at their centerman was something that we saw. Gee with Hayden and Coleman. Gord playing left wing. Wenberg and Bjorkstrand along with him. So the lineups being swapped, Mike Benton in his article, again, link in the show notes, talks a little bit about what some of that transition has looked like and how it will fare for the Seattle Kraken. So I'm not expecting too much from this game by way of wins losses. What I think we're going to see in this matchup is some of the young guys really getting experience going on the road, getting that professional NHL experience. So we are going to have to tame our expectations as nice as it was to have put, put a three Oh shutout on the record books for two games in a row. I'm hard pressed to, to, 
say we're going to get that again. I'm really going to be looking to see, though, what Martin Jones gets in front of net. Martin Jones really didn't see too much action in that 3 nothing game earlier in the week against Edmonton. And so we'll see how the Seattle Kraken play in front, especially knowing that, again, they're not going to have some of those veterans. They're, you know, they're not going to have uh, Yanni Gord, for example. Um, they're not going to have um, Wright with Schwartzy and Schultz, uh, or excuse me, with uh, Eberly and, Sch uh, and Schwartz. I keep, now Schultz is in my head. Uh, that's going to take some adjusting. Uh, Schwartzy and Eberly will not be with Wright. That's what I'm trying to say there. There we go. I got it. I got it. Fifth time or whatever around. Anyway, that being said, um, that takes me to a conversation that I have been having over the last handful of days and we have been having also in the comments on YouTube. And it, I want to take us back to Allison Lucan because I said that we were going to get to a leadership part two with Allison Lucan and I feel like today is the right uh, time for that because with Allison Lucan, you know, I've been talking about those bridge contracts, those one, two year contracts with someone like Schultz, Justin Schultz. Um, so not Schwartz, uh, not Jordan Eberly, not Gene Schwartz, not Jordan Eberly, but a Justin Schultz has um, one of those one, two year contracts. And I'm curious how that can boon leadership for a player like Shane Wright. But Shane Wright's going to be uh, on his own. And we've been talking in the comments about maybe his disposition when he's with his age peers as opposed to with his overall Seattle Kraken peers. And let's go to Allison Lucan regarding um, – leadership and how important that is for the development of someone like Shane Wright. So we're going to talk about that next on Locked on Kraken. Right now, I want to tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and of course, in-depth articles and analysis for every game you can find, and yes, of course, we know it's football season, but hockey season, baby. We get into October this weekend, and that's hockey season. And we are going to talk about some of the over-under uh, odds for the Seattle Kraken. We're going to talk about some of the odds for, you know, who's going to be the best defender in the NHL. We're going to talk about that next week on the show because, oh, do I have some thoughts. Yeah, we've got another Locked On NHL poll, and I have some thoughts. But remember that betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games, events, including, of course, MMA, boxing, golf, the NHL, MLB. What are the odds that the Mets and the Mariners will continue on? Um, well, we see what the Mariners have been doing. We're waiting on to, to see what the Mets are going to do. Either way, bet online is where the game starts. Okay, Seattle hockey fans. Shane Wright, we know the death stare was a big conversation. I know that 
Ron Francis first and then Shane Wright followed suit. Kind of, nah, I was just looking at the camera. I still don't buy that, folks. I'm going to keep it at 100%. I don't buy it. He was looking at someone or thinking of someone while he was looking at that camera. I'll tell you what. I, I stand on that. Um, but we've also talked in, again, the YouTube comments. So if you're not following on YouTube, check it out because we've been talking about Shane Wright and uh, some observations about Shane Wright. The thing is, if he's a little bit of a hothead with his peers, that's not the end of the world, you know, but then when pops rolls around or your uncle, uncle, you know, or whoever you got, uh, that's a little bit older who you want to impress or you want to emulate, you calm some of that down. And so to see Shane Wright on a line with Schwartz and Eberly, I really like that. Um, but that brings me to leadership. Eberly Schwartz, Players like Alexiak, Larson, they're not the only veterans on the Seattle Kraken anymore. We've got some veterans that I think were brought in to boon the offense while also not handcuffing the Seattle Kraken into unfavorable contracts. Let's hear what Allison Lucan told me last week about leadership and some insight that um, Alex Wenberg gave. And so what that means specifically is we look at Shane Wright, we look at Maddie Beneers. There's every reason in the world to be excited about these two guys. But there's also every reason in the world to understand that they are still developing. Mm -hmm. And so to watch how that progress goes, how they handle it. I mean, there's all kinds of different things that will happen to these two players. Maddie Beneers was a point per game guy last year. Very few players are that in the NHL. So understanding and managing expectations for the players themselves too, within their own minds, so they don't drive themselves crazy. And then how they work to continue to become even, even better. And the flip side of that is even though they're gonna continue on their development path, sneaky, sneaky key to success for any Stanley Cup winning team, in my opinion, is to have strong center depth. And they've mm -hmm. got this. I mean, you can look at teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins. They got Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin through the draft. This is how this stuff starts, people. And to have two young players who play center is just so huge. So I'm going to be watching the center depth. It's great to have too many centers. How does that shake out? Who plays where? What is uh, This is something Alexander Wenberg talked to us about uh, yesterday as well. What is the identity of each team? Excuse me, each line? Because each of our centers is a little bit of a different animal. And that's important and good. Um, looking at that. And then I think... Um, another thing I'm watching that uh, I am familiar with from my time in Columbus, too, is what does leadership start to look like on this team? Right now, there is no captain. There may not be a captain. That's totally yes. fine. That's totally fine. Leadership can look different. And what happens inside the room isn't necessarily what we as fans see or know. Um, so watching this group evolve, regardless of who has a letter, who doesn't have a letter, what letter it is, I think this is a group of leaders that's really excited and focused on taking the group to the next level. So watching that's going to be interesting for me too. Ooh, so many great things. Rich at the roots. I love that. And I'm glad you mentioned leadership because, you know, I completely geeked out over your article last year uh, where you broke down the Tuckman's model. I loved that so much. So I want to come back to leadership. We also have players that I kind of consider bridge players, especially when it comes to goaltending, knowing that Chris Jeeger is out for a little bit with injury. 
when it comes to some of these bridge contracts, you know, one, two year contracts with players that have NHL experience and that are coming back, some of them to play with teammates that they've played with and even, you know, won with before. Um, what do you make of that type of veteran leadership mixed with um, what one of our other locked on hosts called the FC opportunity of Shane Wright and Maddie Beniers really having time to cut their teeth at the NHL level. How do you see that balancing out between, again, those kind of bridge contracts and those veterans and some of the younger Seattle Kraken uh, skaters that we might see uh, at the top level this year? Yeah, I think it's a great question. And I, th I got a, a really phenomenal piece of insight from Alexander Wenberg yesterday when we were talking um, and it, it came about in a roundabout way. And to start, you know, I think it's easy for those of us who have not been professional athletes to, to have some expectations of what we think leadership is, right? And also because on the public side, what we see is a coach talking to players, a coach directing. We see a captain speaking, right? So we might veer towards more traditional methods of leadership of someone. I am now leading you. I'm telling you, or I'm showing you, and this is what we will do. I am leading you. Um, but, you know, I think that particularly in sport, this is just an observation. And again, informed by what uh, Wenberg said yesterday. So I knew already that Oliver Bjorkstrand's game really rounded out because he watched Artemi Panarin when the two were together in Columbus. And it was something Bjorkstrand would speak about, of, and you mentioned this, the key skill of being hard on the puck and possessing the puck. He never really sat and talked to Panarin, not because he couldn't, but that just wasn't what they were doing. But he watched Panarin. He watched how he played. He watched things he did with his stick, with his body, with the puck. And then he started to bring that into his game in his own way. And it really elevated him. It took his game to the next step. And Alexander Wenberg said he actually learned a lot from Barkov when he was in Florida in the same manner when we were talking about how Bjorkstrand learned. So I think when we look at these veterans coming in, be it for a short time or a longer time, that's why I think that veteran leadership is so important and why when you talk about even an Andre Burakovsky coming in who has two Stanley Cups, right, is that the idea is that it's not just what this player can do on the ice, but it's that this player prepares practices, plays in a manner that can contribute to getting a Stanley Cup. And so even if he never says a word to Shane Wright, or never says a word to Maddie Beneers, or never says a word to Jagger Furcus when he is playing in training camp or what have you, it's that these young players get to see. They get to see an object lesson. And in my opinion, so many professional athletes are visual learners. So they get to see and emulate and start to bring those things into their game. And that in addition to the talks that we know happen, we know Adam Larson is a big time leader and, and mentor to Vince Dunn. So there is formal concepts of what we like to think of leadership happening as well. But I think it's those nonverbal and just those object lessons coming through too that are going to be huge and where these, even if they're shorter term, like you said, contracts of veterans can really help this team. I love that. I love that so much. It's all, it's like what we say, representation matters and knowing that you have a leader that knows how to get it done. And you, you, to your point, you hear this, uh, across all sports athletes saying, you know, I noticed that this athlete excels 
or this athlete came back from an Achilles tear. And I, I looked up the trainer that they went to, what they, what they eat, what they drink, how they hydrate, you know, how they, how they rest and recover and all of those things that you absorb, you truly absorb them just by being around those types of leaders. So I love that. I absolutely think that is going to be the case. And it's something that I think is needed. I think as you know, in this house, we stand all things Allison Lucan. I'm going to have my full conversation with Allison available over the weekend. Also, uh, I haven't forgotten. I hope you haven't forgotten. But tomorrow, you're going to get that clip on positionless hockey. That's right. We're talking about it tomorrow. But today... There are veteran leaders. We know that the Seattle Kraken have a number of leaders um, and players that are stepping up and they're maybe like baby vets, maybe like a Vince Dunn, who have won championships. That being said, nobody on this roster has won a championship being the elite level, the ace, the go-to. So there's a lot of building and growing, and we have to figure out, uh, to go back to Allison's Tuckman's model, we're in still the forming phase. And I think last year, definitely we, we were going through that storming of a really bad season, but now we're reforming and um, we have to figure out who's going to step up. Do we have an elite level all-star caliber? I mean, we know Eberly was our all-star representative, but do we have someone that can really be that guy that's in conversations for um, regular season awards, end of season awards. I don't know yet, but what we do know is we still have some guys jockeying to be the last ones in on this NHL roster. That includes Alexander True. And um, I'm going to take you to Alexander True from yesterday's practice and then take you to an article by the hockey writers. Should the Seattle Kraken think about releasing True? Let's talk about it. Oh, I think it's a, it's a huge part of, of the game and my game as well. I'm big size. I can take up a lot of space, so uh, I think I can contribute on the PK. Um, just got to keep competing, working hard, moving my feet. Um, I think my game's the best when I'm skating a lot, so, so yeah, just that stuff. Oh, it's nice. Uh, We've been talking about uh, trying out some of the Danish bakeries around town, so uh, it's been good. Uh, we play a national team. Uh, we played against each other at Portland, uh, Seattle, the rivalry, and then uh, we played together on the national team. So one of those leaders, of course, coming in was Oliver Bjorkstrand, former teammate of Alexander True, as you just heard, with the Danish national team, also played against each other in the great Pacific Northwest. Some rivalries between Seattle and Portland, you heard that. But here's the thing. Alexander True, is he someone who is wasting away in this Seattle Kraken roster and lineup? So he signed a one-year, two-way deal. I want to take you to this article. This is, uh, again, the Hockey Writers. And this came out earlier this month or about a week ago, I guess. And the question posed is it time for the Kraken to part ways with Alexander True? The argument to be made, his one-year two-way contract, 
kind of leaves him in a position where he's likely first guy up from the AHL as opposed to one of the last guys in. That's because Burakov Street, his uh, homie from Denmark, um, Bjorkstrand, we still have to figure out where Shane Wright is going to be. Then there's Polcharski, Ryan Donato coming back, Carson Coleman coming back, and then Daniel Sprung with that PTO really throws a wrench. Is there even room on this roster right now? I talked about it a little bit yesterday. Yesterday, but a lot of signs pointing that he's going to be with the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Now, he had a great season with the Charlotte Checkers. As on here, we've talked about that on the show. And if you haven't checked it out, check out our playlist that covers the Charlotte Checkers from last season. Joy Decord is in there. Max McCormick, who I've mentioned. Um, so Connor Carrick, who I really enjoyed talking to at last year's training camp and preseason no longer in the organization, but um, wishing him the best, of course. So can he earn an NHL spot? He already has that two-way spot. It's a one-year contract, though. So where does Alexander True fit in? A lot of fans of the Seattle Kraken know Alexander from his time, again, in the Pacific Northwest. So there's a little bit of love there. But does that lead to an opportunity that is what is to be determined. So um, to be determined, as I mentioned, with Alexander True. Um, we're going to close out the show going to some of the predictions, again, that we're seeing about the Seattle Kraken. We know that tonight's a game day. But once we get to the real deal, we're only weeks away from the season opener. It's going to be on the road, but we're only weeks away from the season opener. What do we still need to see from the Seattle Kraken? Uh, and will we get a taste of the Seattle Kraken really going through their paces tonight? We'll talk about it coming up on Locked on Kraken. All right. I always want to thank you for, um, you know, Listening in to Locked on Kraken, whether you are listening on our audio podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube, just thank you so much. I enjoy doing this show. I'm having a good time. We are your only five-day-a-week podcast covering the Seattle Kraken, so I do my best. Do my best to keep it fresh. Um, and speaking of star players, I want to take you to this article by The Athletic, uh, a few different Writers contributed here. Whoops. Um, that's the hockey writers article. Let me get you to the one by the athletic. And again, as always, you can check out the show notes. If you want to see, um, what I'm reading about the Seattle Kraken, but this one comes from the athletic and it's the preview for the Seattle Kraken. Big question. Can bad Maddie Beniers be the star player the Kraken need to become a playoff team? Now, this, this article also says that the Seattle Kraken are at a 27% uh, odds to make the playoffs. Uh, not great odds, but probably a little bit more uh, of a chance than I honestly thought. Um, I do think Maddie Beniers can be a star for the Seattle Kraken. 
And I think that they'll need more than Maddie Beneers because once the rest of the NHL figures out that they want to work through Maddie, and again, someone on YouTube had mentioned this, you know, just looking at the power play and it being a little bit too direct, looking to feed Maddie Beneers maybe a little bit too much, they're going to need something else. So is that Shane Wright? I don't know that it's Shane Wright yet. Uh, is it Burakovsky? Is it Bjorkstrand? I don't know. I still think we lack that, again, top-tier type of star, though I do think Matty Beneers will grow into that. But he can't do it on his own. There's a lot of things that needed fixing for the Seattle Kraken team. I've said defense. I don't know that we've booned our defense as much as I personally would like, but we shall see. So that's a big question. I mean, other questions for the Seattle Kraken team, as we see here, can Philip Grubauer bounce back? We've been talking about, is Steve Briere a goalie whisperer? Uh, Linda Cohn, when she was on the show, was kind of imploring Philip to get a little more fit coming in from the off season. Has he done that? I think he's in good spirits. Um, we won't see him tonight, but... Um, that's a big question mark. I know I keep mentioning it, but it's the biggest question mark of all. Where are these wins coming from? Have we done enough to possess the puck offensively to keep Grubauer at least not under fire as much as possible? I do think I do think so. From what we've seen from preseason, I do think that we are going to have a lot more possession and a lot more intentional possession. Um I don't know that that's going to lead to goals. So far in the preseason, it has. But again, tonight is going to be a good test for the Seattle Kraken. Okay, we've heard from Allison Lucan about leadership. I've put out a question. Is it time to move on from Alexander True? So I want you to respond. That's our question of the day. Will True be with us? Is he True Blue? Is he true blue with the depths? Is he holding fast? Is he staying true? All the puns, all the puns, all the puns. Are we keeping Alexander true or should we make way for him to have success somewhere else? Let me know what you think in the comments. Again, make sure if you don't already, um, that you set your notifications when you subscribe to Locked on Kraken on YouTube because I will have the full interview with Allison Lucan and tomorrow we will have that segment on positionless hockey. Tomorrow we'll also I'll probably do it right after the game, but we'll have a quick recap of what we saw from Vancouver, which I think is going to be the most illuminating game to date that we've had in the preseason. That's going to do it for this Thursday edition of Locked on Kraken. As always, thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. Now it's time for you to check out Locked on NHL. And I've told you that once we get into the regular season and we have post-game reactions, you can find all of the post-game reactions from all 32 teams, or at least the ones in action, on Locked on NHL on our Game 2 game. That's going to be a 30-minute show where we wrap up everything everything that you need to know about the NHL. So make sure you head over to Locked on NHL now that we're done over here at Locked on Kraken. I'll see you tomorrow. We're going to talk about positionless hockey. We're going to recap Vancouver. And, of course, we're going to get back to our Firebirds content on Fridays because we've had some signings, and we're going to see what that roster is beginning to look like. Until tomorrow, 
Be kind to yourself. Please be kind to one another. Send some good vibes and prayers for those in Puerto Rico, in Florida, and other places that have been impacted and will be impacted by hurricanes uh, in the area. Uh, hold fast. Stay true. Let's go cracking game day, baby. I'll see you tomorrow.